Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 183. One of the most quoted statements of Jesus is, don't judge. And even if people don't exactly know where that phrase comes from, you'll hear this phrase, we're not to judge. And you can hear it quite often. And what is true for most of the scripture's wisdom? We can hear that phrase in many, many different ways. Like, for example, we're not to judge. It can mean, well, I shouldn't have negative opinions about people. Or I could hear that as it means I shouldn't interfere with others' choices. Or I could hear we're not to judge as, well, I shouldn't pass comment or it's none of my business what they do. Well, today we're going to be looking at, uh, it's a parable, it's called the Parable of the Weeds. And it's actually nothing about we're not to judge. In fact, Jesus doesn't say, I don't want you to judge. What he actually teaches us is that I don't want you to make premature judgments that will lead to a wrong understanding of a person of a situation, or of something in your own life. In other words, what he really comments about a lot is, it's not so much, I don't want you to judge, it's more like we would say, I don't want you to judge incorrectly. I want you to learn how to discern. I want you to learn how to be wise in your decisions, in your own life, as you counsel other people. So when we're talking about making judgments, really what Jesus is ultimately talking about is making wrong judgments. There's nothing wrong in making a correct judgment. Jesus did this all the time, constantly. He was always making correct judgments. I mean, anytime he would meet someone, he would discern What's going on? What kind of a person is this? Right? He discerned hearts, meaning he knew what was going on on the inside of people. He could read the motives of people. By the way, Jesus didn't see the good in everyone. He wasn't that kind of person. You know, there are people that are always making excuses for others. And, you know, there there are people that, oh, I've never heard her say, a bad word about anyone. Well, (laughs) that's okay, but we don't know what's going on in the inside, right? They could be making all sorts of judgments on the inside. We just don't know what's going on. But for Jesus, uh, no, he, he didn't shy away from nor make excuses for people's bad behavior. He didn't try and see the good in everything. He was far more truthful and honest. He said what needed to be said. And if something was wrong, he'd say it. Yeah, if somebody was out of line or if someone was wrong, and this included his his closest people, you know, he would point out to them 
if they were doing something or if they were thinking about something in a wrong way. Remember that famous correction of Peter, one of his closest people? Yeah, I mean, it was famous correction. It was like, Peter, you are so out of line. Get behind me. Stop getting in the way of what I'm doing. You have no idea how wrong you are. And he used that phrase, get behind me, Satan, meaning you're so off track. You haven't a clue about what I'm doing or where I'm leading. So just get back in line and be quiet. <laughs> so it's very, very uh, clear in his judgments. The thing is, is that he was correct. And this is what he will often caution us in regard to judgment. It's, it's like, mm, I don't have a problem with you making a judgment. I just want you to make the correct ones. There's nothing wrong in assessing a situation, a person, something going on in the world. I mean, he doesn't walk through life with rose-colored glasses on, pretending everything's fine. He is well aware that all is not well in this world. So this is a teaching today, Parable of the Weeds, it's called, from Matthew 13. This is really a teaching about how to make correct judgments and how to avoid making the wrong judgment. And again, like last week, this is a, this is a parable that gardeners tend to like or nature people because, as I mentioned last week, he likes to use things in the natural world to give us a teaching on what's going on in our spiritual, emotional lives. And he's using an image here of, again, like last week, planting seeds. Only this time, in this parable, some weeds appear. It's like, okay, what's going on here? So it's a parable about, I'm going to tell you up front what it's about. It's about, it warns us not to rush to conclusions. It warns us about prematurely making a decision whether something's right or wrong or a person's right or wrong. Uh, it's like he's saying, you know, there's wisdom in standing back and just waiting for a bit before you have to jump in and make your opinions or take a position. There's wisdom in not rushing in to fix people or judge people. There's benefit to pause, to wait before you say or do anything. And of course, it's like, well, why? And he'd say, well, because things are not always as they appear. Yeah, things are not, people are not always as they appear. So again, it's not so much that judgment is wrong. It's more about not coming to the right conclusions because you just don't know all the facts. You don't know the whole story. You don't know the background. Uh, we can assume an awful lot about someone else's life and be all wrong about it. You know, we can hardly understand our own actions, let alone 
others' actions and responses and behaviors. So again, it's a warning parable. Here's the parable. The parable is about a wheat field. And the farmer planted good wheat in this field. And the workers noticed that some weeds began to appear in the field. And they said, well, where did these weeds come from? Because, you know, you planted good wheat and I don't understand. Where, how come there's all these weeds in the field? And the farmer says, an enemy has done this. Okay. The hired workers say, well, what should we do? Should we go out and weed? Should we go and pull up the weeds now? And the farmer says, no, I don't want you to pull them out because if you pull out the weeds, you might also pull out the good grain. So I want you to wait until harvest and then we'll sort it out. Don't do anything just now. I want you to wait until harvest. Now, it's worth noting that in the original language, the New Testament was written in New Testament Greek. The weeds are a particular type of grass. It's called, they were called darnel, and it looks like a young wheat plant. That's interesting. So this darnel is growing that looks remarkably like wheat. And then you also have wheat that's growing. So things are not necessarily what they appear to be. You have the darnel that looks awfully like wheat. Is it wheat or is it not wheat? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. The farmer says, I don't want you to touch anything just now because if you start pulling things out, you're going to bring some of the good wheat with the weeds. So just let things be. It's almost like a, a caution on some, just wait for a bit before you say or do anything. People are not necessarily what they appear to be. Situations are not necessarily always clear cut. Life can be very ambiguous. You may have decisions to make. It may not be clear what the right decision is. So pause. Wait. You have a weed that looks like wheat, so much so that the farm workers didn't even see it as a problem until the Darnell roots and the wheat roots go all entwined. In other words, things are not always obvious. Something is passing as good, and it's not necessarily good at all. Or here's another way. Uh, something can be very wrong, but it's not obviously wrong. It's not obviously evil, right? Meaning, sometimes in this world, it is not clear what's going on. It's not exactly clear who's right and who's wrong. It's not exactly clear who is a weed and who is wheat. What is good, what is bad. Because life is filled with ambiguity and challenge. And one of the lessons from this parable is 
It's not so much that there's weeds in the world and there's wheat in the world. We know this, right? The good and bad exist side by side within this world that we live in. It's more, I think, what the parable is pointing out is these impatient farmhands who assume they know what's best. They can see the problem. They know what to do. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. You can't necessarily see the problem. You can't, you're not judging this correctly. You think you can, right? You think that you're correct in your assessment. But if you go ahead and do what you want to do, you're just going to make things worse because you're going to, you're going to be uprooting the wheat as well as the weeds. So don't do anything just now. Don't do anything just now. Just wait. Just wait. Interesting, isn't it? The whole thing, this whole idea of judging. You know, he's cautioning his students, of course us, about uh, this tendency that we have to view ourselves as right. And this is the way we are as people. You know, we tend to see our way, our preference, our choice as the right way. This is how we're put together, right? We tend to see our perspectives as the correct perspective, while other people are wrong. It's like, okay, well, what makes me right? Well, it's because it's my perspective. Jesus would say, no, no, that's, it's just your way. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right. And we can do this in every sphere of life, you know. We tend to see our perspective as the correct perspective. Like it's my understanding of an argument that's the correct understanding. Or it's my understanding of a family dilemma that's the correct understanding. Or if a choice needs to be made, or if I have an opinion on why someone behaves in a particular way, well, my opinion is the right one because that's what I believe. Because I made it. Not so fast, Jesus would caution. No. Mm -mm -mm. No. Just because you feel something strongly, or you believe something strongly for that matter, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's right at all. Not at all. It's only your perspective. That's not wisdom. Your perspective isn't necessarily the right way, the only way, and it's not necessarily wise. So hold it lightly. You know, we want to weed, right? You know, we want to pass judgments. We want to do what is best. Jesus is saying, well, okay, yeah, I understand that, but be very careful before you start to make your judgments, because oftentimes they're premature. This whole idea of criticizing and judging, he suggests actually we turn the whole thing around. What he suggests is, it's like he says, okay, let me, let me suggest this, this practice for you, 
practice this. If you find within yourself that you are angry or irritated or frustrated at something or someone, and it could be something big, you know, like with something within the nation, or it could be something smaller within a, a, a relationship. It could be something within the family, a friend, whatever. He cancels before you move ahead, before you make a decision, before you make a judgment, do your own house cleaning first. In other words, he says, the text is, the line is from the scripture, take the log, take the plank out your own eye before you take the splinter out of someone else's eye, which is a way of saying, do your own house cleaning first. Take care of yourself first. So he's saying, it's really easy for you to get all hot and bothered about X, whatever X is, right? Could be a political issue. Could be something going on in the world. It could be a particular person. It's okay, he says. It's easy for you to get all hot and bothered, upset, angry about X. But let me ask you this. Why? Why? Is there, is there a part of you that isn't quite at peace with you? Yeah. Think about this. Is there a part of you that isn't quite at peace with you? What log are you carrying? What log are you carrying? Yeah, I know that you get angry at Harry, right? I know you get angry at whatever. What I'm saying is, could it be that you have anger, period, or irritation, period, or frustration, and Harry's the one who gets it, right? Where's the anger coming from? Or the irritation, or the frustration, or the criticism? See, when he says take the log out your own eye, he's saying what he's suggesting is, he's basically suggesting that we're carrying the anger or the judgment or the frustration, and then we latch it onto a problem or a person. So he cancels the spiritual practice of just wait for a bit, deal with your own issue first. Then you'll have a better chance of making a correct judgment. So when he says, take the log out your own eye, or take the plank out your own eye, think, just pause for a minute. You're really angry about something? Okay, deal with the anger in your own life first. Take a look at it. See how it is informing your decision. Pause. Is it helpful? Is it helpful? Well, chances are it's not going to be helpful. Because really what he's counseling is, is he wants us to be able to enter into a decision-making process or a judgment without all our own baggage and stuff and issues informing us. You see, because all that emotion, 
the anger or the frustration or the sadness or all that can uh, cloud clarity. So we're not really making correct judgments. We're bringing all our old stuff into every single judgment that we make. And then we end up doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing. So he says, no, you, you, you have to prepare yourself for a proper judgment. You have to take your time and prepare yourself and take the log out your eye so that you can really see the situation clearly. You have to learn how to read people accurately. You have to take the log out. You have to make sure that you're walking as, as far as possible in peace with yourself before God and with yourself. And then, and only then, do you have a chance of making a correct judgment. So again, for Jesus, it's not so much that he's saying, you know, just pretend everything's fine and put your rose-colored glasses on and don't rock the boat. It's not about that. It's about developing a capacity to see things clearly. And there's going to be certain times, like in the parable, he said to the, the farmer, said to the hired hands, no, no, this is not a good time to do anything. This is a good time to wait. Sometimes the best thing to do is to wait, to let things show forth as they, you know, they'll come forth and things will be very, very clear. Sometimes in the early, early stages of decision making, it's not clear at all. You can see this way, you can see that way, you can see two sides to the issue, you don't know the right thing to do, fine. Then let things be. Let the wheat and the weeds grow up for a bit. And in time, clarity will come. Uh, everything isn't always urgent. Doesn't need to be, the judgments don't need to be made today. The decision doesn't necessarily need to be made today. So there's great wisdom in waiting. Great wisdom in waiting. So there's the prayer. There's the prayer. And the heart cry, especially for those of us that are grappling with what way to go. What's the best thing? It's not clear. There's an, a lot of ambiguity here. Okay? Okay, there's a lot of ambiguity. So let's wait and see what comes forth in the next few days, the next few months. See what appears. See if some clarity comes. That's the prayer. It's the heart cry. Thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.